When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this, this is the Rich Eisen Show. The Jimmy G stuff. You've got to give it up to him. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Jimmy Garoppolo here on the Rich Eisen Show. Jimmy going to run for the end zone. Touchdown! You do good things on the field, good things will happen to you. So it doesn't matter if it's pretty or ugly. Win's a win. Earlier on the show, host of the Business of Sports podcast, Andrew Brandt. ESPN and HBO commentator Bomani Jones. Still to come. From Peacock's True Story with Ed and Randall. Actor Ed Helms. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Ed Helms is going to join us in about 20 minutes' time. The very hilarious Ed Helms, The Office, The Hangover, The Daily Show, and now True Story with Ed and Randall. Right here on Peacock, where he and Randall Park, his co-host, hear stories for the first time from real people, and um, and then they reenact them, Are, and it's really funny. And there's apparently a, a, a great first guest to tell you about that Ed's got a great story about uh, involving the Pittsburgh Steelers and the '70s Pittsburgh Steelers and Terry Bradshaw's in the first show, and it's kind of wild. And we'll have that conversation uh, with them, and then with you at eight four four two zero four. Rich, your phone calls, we will take them all. But there's breaking news out of the National Football League. Uh, my colleague um, Ian Rappaport uh, reporting as well that uh, Sean Payton has told the Saints that he's stepping away. And the uh, head coach of the New Orleans Saints since 2006 has told the Saints that he is stepping away from the gig. There's three years, right, and $45 million on his contract that he's leaving in the table we're assuming Dennis Allen's going to get the gig. Obviously, it's an open job, so there will be interviewing that is necessary. And who wants to go to New Orleans and take over this team with a terrific defense but with an open question at quarterback, to say the least? And um, what a run, to say the least. By the way, also a great way, um, one would say, to promote your new movie coming out starring Kevin James as you called Home Team. Kevin's on tomorrow's program, as a matter hey, of fact. Hey, all right. So uh, we'll ask him if he's interested in the job. Um, and, um, and so uh, it's, yes, surprising because he is somebody that has been there and has done that and has been synonymous with the Saints organization. Coming there in 2006, just as Katrina had blown their house down. And he and Breeze together, hooked up together in 2006, making Hall of Fame music together, bringing a championship to New Orleans, beating Peyton Manning, New Orleans' favorite son in that Super Bowl, being one of the more innovative, risk-taking coaches of his era as well. We all know the one year that uh, the movie Home Team is about is when he was suspended from the NFL that one year due to Bounty Gate. 2012. And so the run has had a ton of ups and some of the lowest of the lows for any head coach in the NFL. 
But one thing that was always consistent was just winning football, risk-taking football, cutting-edge football, signing Taysom Hill-type football. And this year in particular, you know, had the Rams finished off the Niners, not only might the Cowboys and the Packers still be in the playoffs, but the Saints would have made it, which is amazing based on the fact that Breeze is gone and Jameis is in, but then Jameis is gone in a game in which they beat Brady. And then Trevor Simeon is there, and then he's gone, and let's try Taysom Hill, and he starts winning some games, and then he's gone, and let's get Trevor Simeon back in there. And then Taysom Hill comes back, and then he eventually has gone in the last game in Atlanta that they win in a walk with Trevor Simeon because Taysom Hill hurts his foot in that game. And Kamara's out, in and out of the lineup. Mostly out, then in. And Michael Thomas was supposed to be in the lineup and then wasn't. This year in particular might have been his best coaching job, but apparently it took a ton out of him. And you'll hear the conversation that I'm sure he's looking around and seeing there's no quarterback situation. And that he's been there and done that. Recently married, remarried. And maybe he just wants to take a year away. There's a ton of hot rumors about him trying television out. And then there's the rumor that he's leaving so the Dallas Cowboys can, in fact, come get him. Bingo. (laughs) I don't know how that works. I don't know if you could basically say I'm stepping aside and then all of a sudden you show up somewhere else right away like that's that ain't happening that ain't happening this could be that could be the part of the process i'm stepping away and now i want to go here and let's figure out the compensation and this has kick-started it that's possible cowboys fans would all sign for that but the whole idea is that is brady coming back is rogers gonna stay or leave now Who's the next coach of the New Orleans Saints and what does Sean Payton want to do? Because if he does, in fact, step away, there are some TV gigs waiting for him if that is what he wants to do. And then every coach opening in the NFL will start with a phone call to this guy. And if you think I'm wrong about that, you know I'm right. But if you still think I'm wrong about it, just two weeks ago, we had Tony Dungy on this program. And I asked him if anybody's called him about any of these eight vacancies here. And he said he got two. He hasn't coached in how long? He said he got two calls. And he said that when the calls come in, his wife hangs the phone up for him. Because <laughs> <laughs> the number of dollars that be be thrown in Dungy's way, I'm sure, would be tough to not hear. Yeah. So this now leads, let me just think this off the top of my head. This leads leaves currently Pete Carroll as the most tenured coach in the NFC. And there's even conversation that he and the Seahawks might depart. And, you know, Arians has been with Tampa for three years. Matt Rule's entering his third year. You know, Arthur Smith's got that new gig. Minnesota's got a new coach coming. So do the Bears. The Vikings just, as you know, uh, I, the Lions just hired a new coach in one year. Matt LaFleur has gone for, the Giants are getting for a new coach. 
The Eagles are on their coach for their second year. McCarthy's for three years. The Washington football team's had Ron Rivera for a couple years. You know, Matt LaFleur and McVay and Kyle Shanahan and Kingsbury are kind of like the new deans of the NFC behind Pete Carroll. Wow. Now that Peyton's stepped aside. Kind of the whole NFC West. Outside of Pete Carroll. I'm just being consistency-wise, like it's been five-plus years for all those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of wild. Wow. And the Chicago Bears have apparently identified a new general manager. Um, He is currently the assistant general manager in Kansas City, Ryan Poles, the executive director of player personnel. Pardon me, Ryan Poles is going to Chicago. So Ryan Poles replaces Ryan Pace. So they trade out their ace for an Oles. They've got Poles and Foles. That's it. That's my only (laughs) analysis. That's what you come here for. Trade out an ace for an Oles, and now they've got a Poles with a Foles. So people were saying you only had to change a couple letters on the name. Yeah, that's it. There you go. So uh, look, man. uh, Let's hope for your sake, Chicago Bears, you got it right at the second bite of the Kansas City apple because the first one you went and took Matt Nagy off of Reed's staff, and that didn't work out except for that one year when he came in and he got Trubisky playing well and the double doink knocked you out. rest of it, not so good. And Ryan Pace out, and you went and grabbed him from the Saints organization and you hooked him up with a, um, a Chiefs coach didn't work out. Now you're going to go and grab somebody from Brett Veach's staff and say, do that here. Justin Fields is our Mahomes. Our previous coach wanted to make him our Mahomes just by merely sitting him in the first year. That couldn't work out. So let's now bring somebody in who? Like we're going to assume in the same way that the Giants took someone from the Bills organization. Now let's get the, the, that Brian Dayball is going to go there for sure. Although Dan Quinn just finished a second interview there or finished a first interview there. So, you know, what are we assuming? You, you'll get Biennemi from, from Kansas City? I guess if you bring someone from Kansas City in and they don't hire Eric Biennemi to go fix Justin Fields, You'd be kind of surprised, except for the fact Jim Caldwell's currently in the building, which is weird that the Bear, the, the Giants said, we're hiring the general manager, and that guy's going to run the system here. That guy's going to run the coaching search. But the Bears have been interviewing general manager candidates and coaching candidates at the same time. So don't you think that you're going to have to ask what this guy thinks of the coaching hires that you've already done? The coaching interviews already? Jim Caldwell's in the building? Who wouldn't be a, a a bad choice either? I know Bears fans might be like he's a retread, but that's a hell of a retread. That's a hell of a retread. Yeah, the up, best the Lions, the best the Lions were in the Stafford time was with this guy, and this is also the man who you'd be grabbing from the Dungy tree, where Lovey Smith came from as well, right? Lovey came from the St. Louis staff too. He was there when Marshall was there. I don't know. I might be mistaking him being part of the Dungy tree just because they were in the same Super Bowl together. But 
Well, you certainly would be taking someone from the Dungy Tree in Caldwell. I don't know, man. Got a winning record with the Lions. Like, that should say so much. Who, Jim Caldwell? <laughs> yeah. I know. I agree with you. I agree with you. Coaching hirings, you know, in my estimation, are kind of like draft choices. It's just like you got to see how it plays out, and you're all sitting there. That's a good fit. It's a terrific fit. Great fit. You say the same thing on draft night about a quarterback right. or lineman. Great fit. Good fit. It definitely fills a need. Yeah. It's different from what you had. You hear all the same yeah. things. It's just like, great fit. I like to hire. It's a good hire. Good hire. I mean, who the hell knows? Now nah, you don't know. Three, four years down the who line, the then, you, then you know. Just the one thing that Bears fans wanted was that fella Ted Phillips out. You know, you can't change your own, the owners, the, the McCaskey family, even though what a botched press conference that was when they announced that they were going in all sorts of different directions in the front office and coaching staff. But look, I, I, I would take someone from Brett Feach's staff too. I mean, that's the one thing about this game that I think we might wind up talking about, the AFC Championship game, when it's all said and done. I haven't really started digging into it on this show, but here's the first one for you. We're going to be talking about the offensive lines, how one guy's not protected by one, yeah, and the other guy wasn't protected by one in the Super Bowl last year, and they totally remade it. Lickety split through the draft and the non-playing season, free agency, and everything else. That might be the storyline of the AFC. Going in and then mid-game. Yeah. One guy can't be protected, and the other guy, he's Mahomes, but, you know, Mahomes looks like muh if he's uh, not protected. I like that line, guys. I think I should get something for that. Mahomes and the muh? But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You want, like, a courtesy Well, I mean, I'm kind of bookending it. Like, Mahomes Got looks it. like muh, and the Bears replaced their ace with an Oles. Oh, that's your, I, that's I your analysis. Nice. I'm weaving a tapestry Top here notch. is what I'm saying. Just real quick about not knowing anything about coaching hires and everything. Like Zach Taylor, when the Bengals got him, kind of, who is this guy? He's a buddy of McVay's. Two wins his first year, four wins his second year. I think a lot of teams would have fired their coach if they only had six wins in the first two years. They let it marinate. They give him time to develop. They're in the AFC Championship. Yeah, well, it also helps to get Joe, Joe Burrow in the middle of it, too. You know what I mean? Sean McDermott was run out on a rail from Philadelphia. On a rail. Okay? And the Bills got him, and he's a no-nonsense guy, right? Him and Brandon Bean cleaned house on everything. They cleaned house on the scouting front, on the general managing front. It's just clean house. Start new. How, how would it look if they had uh, Trent Edwards? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to get that right. You got to get that right. Yeah. And if you think you got it right already, you got to, got to find the right coach for Justin Fields. The problem for the Bears, one last time, is they let a general manager and a coach choose the quarterback, and now you're trying to find somebody else to make it work. They did it with Nagy, and he made it work with Trubisky. But after a while, you realize, like, they didn't want him there to begin with. Right? And now, find somebody to figure Justin Fields. Instead, you'd rather have the general manager and the coach that you want there for a long time make that decision. Kind of get a little, what, bass awkward. (laughs) 
take a break. Ed Helms, more of your phone calls as well right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Before we take a break, I want to tell you about my friends at, at Navy Federal. If you are digging out of your bills right now that you racked up because you wanted the holiday season to be perfect, well, guess what? Navy Federal Credit Union knows that the holidays can be expensive, and they want to help you take control of your finances after the holidays. You can get a low intro APR on their platinum credit card. It's their lowest interest rate, the lowest rate card, and it's a great tool to pay down debt. Beyond the holidays, Navy Federal even has multiple savings and investing options to help you get closer to your financial goals. They offer digital tools and educational resources to help guide your decisions. With Navy Federal, you can automate your saving and investing to put your money to work for you even as you sleep. Plus, you can buy fractional shares. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Messages and rates may apply. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment options are available through Navy Federal Investment Services and are not insured by NCUA. So... Ed Helms, your phone calls when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We are here on NBC Sports on Peacock. We're part of the Peacock family. You can watch The Office here on Peacock. And then speaking of The Office, the man who played Andy Bernard for all of those years, he and Randall Park together are in a fun new show called True Story with Ed and Randall, available now on Peacock. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show is the man himself, Ed Helms. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm, do- <laughs> I'm doing better for talking to you. I'm a very big fan of your work. Very oh, big thank fan. Thank you so much. You know, yeah, I-, I think we've been trying to get this 
I've been like we've been trying to get on this show for for yeah. like scheduled it. And, and, yeah, I feel like it's it's been a, a saga, but I'm I'm. I am glad to be here. I am very glad that it is all done. Because, look, we were all rowing in the same peacock direction. We're on the same boat, and we're trying to all row for more streaming and more downloads for everybody. You know? Amen. There is an eye on Rich and on Eisen, but I'm a team player. And, again, um, this show that you're doing, uh, I love the idea. So, again, um, you and Randall Park are sitting there and hearing a story for the first time that is a true story. And I love the first story here, especially since it does play into the sports conversation that we do have here every day. So I'll give you the floor. Tell me about Rick Steigerwald and how this plays into your show, your first guest, Ed. Uh, great. So, yeah, he's com- this, he's completely insane. But I'll start with just a little recap of the premise so people kind of understand Go what the show is. It's like a, you know, it's, it's kind of a hybrid reality slash scripted show where Randall Park and I sit down with just a just a real everyday average person who happens to have an incredible crazy true story from their lives. We sit down with them. Randall and I have never heard the story before. We have a we have a, a, a sort of like a back and forth. Just we interview them and hear the story from them. And then the really that which is incredibly fun and would be a great show on its own. But then we actually go and shoot these big reenactments, kind of like cinematic reenactments of the story, and that gets kind of intercut with the, the the interview for the final product. And it's a really like it's an incredibly funny show, but because the stories are true and because these people are being so vulnerable and sharing these stories with us, it's also very kind of heartwarming and uplifting at times and you know, it just celebrates that lost art of of, of laughing at ourselves. Yes. Like people, people like telling stories that are oftentimes embarrassing or humiliating in some way, but just with a great sense of humor and and kind of like humility. Um, so that's what the show is. The, our first episode is this guy you mentioned, Rick Stagerwald, Stagerwald, <laughs> and he is. Like if I if I met him in a bar somewhere, I'd be like, "This guy's a con man." It's like nothing he says is true. <laughs> but it's true story. But, it's a true story. But though. it is like it has been completely fact checked. His entire story checks out. And what it is is he in the seventies. He, he's a um, he's a, he was a welder in in Pittsburgh, Steeltown, USA, and of course. Uh, just a diehard Steelers fan, as the whole city is. Um, but in the in the late seventies, I think it was seventy nine. Was the Steeler was Terry Bradshaw taking the Steelers to um, the Super Bowl in Miami, and uh, he and his brothers, who are just the like who are around twenty something uh, at the time, and just the most raucous rabble-rousing crew rent to Winnebago, drive down to Miami for the Super Bowl, and sneak in. And that is the least crazy part of the story. <laughs> that's, that's literally like the, that's where the story begins. And from there, it just goes even more and more bananas, and it's so fun, and he is such an incredible character. Like, he's just the, 
He's he's incredibly charming and hilarious, and you just can't believe he's real and that these stories are real. Well, I mean, and the best part about it, let's you know, I I don't mean to to steal too much thunder because there's enough thunder to go around from his story. Uh, he winds up showering with the team. He winds <laughs> up not only going to the game, but getting his way into the locker room after the game and stripping down naked yeah. and showering with the team. That literally happened. <laughs> Ed, for real? Yeah. So, so spoiler alert. Yeah, he 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 basically is a guy who just will stop at nothing to do whatever's crazier than like he'll just take a crazier step every time. So they're sitting in the stands. At, they they get into the game. They're sitting in the stands, and his buddy's like, "Hey, let's try to get the game ball." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> like sneaks onto the field. And and he's on the field at the end of the game, and uh, and of course the, everyone's rushing the field. He sees the team heading back for the locker room. He's like, "Ah, I'll just go in the locker room because I want to hang out with the Steelers." And so he pretends to be a camera assistant or something, makes his way into the locker room. Oh my god! And then and then someone. I mean, I don't want to get. I don't want to spoil too sure. much because there's. Because yes, but it does wind up with him in the shower. <laughs> and there's, and, and if you ask him, like, why did you take a shower with the team? It's like the answer is is as simple as because it's insane. Yes, and it would just it was fun. It sounds like the um, worst white shadow episode ever, Ed. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> oh my yeah, god, he's the, he's the best. He's just sort of one of those guys that you want to hang out with and just hear about his life. And then the re- the reenactment includes Bradshaw. You got Terry. <laughs> we to got do this. Terry. Yeah. So I I did a movie with Terry a couple of years ago, and I don't know if you know him at all, but he's of course just the most incredible, wonderful human being. Um, he is who you so think he, he is. Who you think he is? When you see him, that exactly. is him. That is him. Yes, a hundred percent. Right. And uh, and he, I called him. I said, "We're doing this thing. This guy actually met you, uh, it back in '79, and uh, and we want to reenact it. Are you, would do you want to be a part of it?" And he's like, "Hell yeah, of course!" <laughs> so, um, so Terry's in it, and uh, and and Adam Pally, who's a great, yes. uh, just an amazing, hilarious actor. He plays Rick, young Rick, uh, and it's. It's so fun. It's just so fun. Well, I, I am mandated, Ed Helms, to follow up and just button it up, I guess, with this question is because, again, the fact that you're a newbie to the story, too, that you're hearing it as well for the first time, along with Randall Park and the show, again, True Story with Ed and Randall on Peacock here with Ed Helms. Did you inform Terry that he showered with a perfect stranger after the Super Bowl? Was he aware <laughs> of this story himself, Ed? Did you break uh, this news to him? I- uh, I guess so. I don't know who was in the actual shower okay. in that while Rick was, but yeah, basically, uh, we. Uh, I mean, he was in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, sure. And, like you know, did did you uh, know? I I really wanted to. I have to tell you one more amazing detail. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm by the way, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if I'm forcing you into spoilers. I know that's not. I, not I want people. All. Okay, I, good. All right. No, I I I can't help myself. Like okay. I shouldn't say this stuff, but hopefully, the more the more crazy yes. stuff I tell you, the, yes. the more people will want to. Beast of honey, beast of honey. Yes, yes. He uh, at one point, a reporter thinks that 
Rick is a stealer <laughs> and starts to interview him, and he just does the interview. <laughs> <laughs> what? Does this video exist? Does it? Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I we I don't know that that's oh. findable. Oh god! But, but it is so priceless. But here's what does exist for sure. There yes. were articles in the in like the Miami Herald or some like local paper about a guy who snuck into the locker room and interacted with everybody before he got kicked out. Oh my god! That so it's true. Like every, it's all true. Wow. True story with Ed and Randall on Peacock. you got to check it out. And then there's some other great stories of some other regular people. I guess the only thing missing from this story is uh, Mr. Chow hopping out of the trunk of the Winnebago, Ed. You know what there I'm you saying? Go. <laughs> you know, that's my trick. Yeah, tr- I got to... What I try to do is mix up all of my uh, yes, all, all of my stuff. Mix so, them all yeah, up. An Andy Bernard appearance. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's next level. That was also my way to transition. Um, uh, a couple of questions about this. Um, you, you know, what's your true story about Mike Tyson? What do you got for me about your experience with Mike on the set of The Hangover? If you had a true story about Mike, that's not to be believed. You got a good one about it? Well, uh the, the yeah so okay. um, you know he was in both he was in both Hangover One and Hangover Two yes sir and in Hangover Two of course I have his tattoo and I'm not sure that that <laughs> I'm just I don't know if he totally had read the script or was briefed on the script exactly before he got to Thailand to shoot with us. Um, but uh, when I had when I walked out with his tattoo on my face for the first day of shooting with him, he looked so pissed, oh. and I was terrified. Um, and then uh, th- there was like ten minutes of just like really intense tension, and then he just breaks out with his like huge laugh. Oh, thank God! And, uh, <laughs> and I was like. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Mike was just messing with me, and uh, rightfully so. And uh, we had a, yeah, just had a great time shooting again. Well, he came on this show years ago when um, I had it sometimes, because we're on radio, not to get too deep in the woods here, but I would have to take a break in the middle of long interviews just as, for the radio audience. And so it was up to me. It was my, you know, uh, I guess, prerogative when to take that over a certain period of time. And I knew I would have to take a break in the interview that I had with Mike sitting here. So I asked him at one point, I said, hey, if I could get you back in the ring, how many how many rounds could you go like now at this age? And he says to me, I don't like to think about that, because when I think about boxing, it puts me in a very dark place. At which point I'm like, well, we'll be right back. You know, that's when I took the break. <laughs> oh, man. That's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to take that break now, and then uh, we'll reset and come back. Yeah, we'll refresh. <laughs> now, when he hit wow. you when he hit you in the movie, like, did he come close? I mean, like, uh, what, what happened there? So, so yeah. that's a common misconception. He actually hit Zach uh, in the oh, movie. Oh, so he did not hit you and, in the film. Okay. Um, Right. And uh, and it was it was you know the stunt guy comes and like sort of shows shows you exactly how to do those big punch right. moments and like you know he's showing Mike uh, but but Mike is a Mike's the real deal he's so like he doesn't he, he doesn't he's not necessarily going to respond 
perfectly to like somebody teaching him a specific way to punch. Like he just has those <laughs> reflexes. Um, and when, uh, when Zach goes down from that fake punch, there was a split second where I, I was like, did that land? Oh my God. Did that land? <laughs> was this, are we going to have to call an ambulance? Um, but, uh, oh my word! Yeah, it's it's. And is it true? He's incredible. Is it true? Did you ad lib the song at the piano with the chicken about Doug? Was that off the top of your head in the Hangover? It, Ed? it was. It, I wrote it that day, mm-hmm. but I didn't ad lib it in the moment. Um, well, I wish I wish I were that brilliant. Okay, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> now, how many takes did did you at any point in time during? the filming of that scene realized that you were in fact playing with a chicken on your piano <laughs> Ed, and the absurdity of it did you get caught in that or you can you focus you know like i'm i'm a, i'm a really uh i'm a really intense actor uh, Rich, and so i never i didn't allow myself to to explore the absurdity i just had to play the reality of, okay. of the moment understood and uh you're a professional. I don't. I didn't mean to, to yeah. besmirch. I didn't mean to, you know, think yeah. that you How couldn't. You I, my, my apologies, because I just think it's just, yeah. you know, the, everybody just sitting around, and it's such a, you know, poignant moment. And there's a chicken on the piano, and you. <laughs> I will tell you, there were there were so many times shooting that movie that we just could not stop laughing for any number of reasons, whether it was like something in the script or something. It was happening off camera or just one of us messing with the other. Like it just, uh, the, the making of that movie was one of the greatest times of my life. And I, I just remember it so fondly. And I think, um, I think that's a big part of the appeal of the movie, honestly, is just how much fun we were having making it. And that, that, that somehow sort of comes across. Well, it certainly does, in, in my estimation, Ed, and this is not a hyperbole <clears throat> and because you're here either, but the final scene of that film where you take a look at what's in the camera is truly one of the funniest, greatest endings in the history of movies. It really is. I mean, what a payoff. What a finish. And uh, I'm wondering, did you sh- shoot those shots during the fil- filming of it in real time? Like, did you like say, okay, this is going to be for the camera shot at the end? Did you? Is that how you guys actually did that? Yes. For the Hangover. Yeah. So, so there, there are. It, it's a mix. There, there are pictures in that final credit sequence that are from that are sort of like uh, additional moments from scenes in the movie. Uh-huh. So, and, and, and for those, like when we would shoot a scene, Todd, the director would say like, okay, let's get some stills for the credits. But then there are a bunch of, of there are a bunch of those photos that, that are just complete surprises. Like, uh, like me in a fist fight with Wayne Newton. <laughs> or, um, or, um, or the, the, the scene where I'm pulling the, my tooth out. Yeah, you don't you don't ever see any of that stuff in the body of the movie. So, so those were actual those were things that we scheduled and had to go out and and shoot uh, just just as stills for the credits. Who could take a punch more, Wayne Newton, Wayne Newton, or Zach Galifianakis? Who could take a punch better? What do you got for me? <laughs> well, I think I think Wayne. Was, I, I can't remember. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I think Wayne was was 
kind of kicking my ass. Oh, that, right. My bad. My bad. That's another common um, misconception. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Just amazing, man. And I, 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 I'm, uh, I would be remiss, certainly, since you can see everything on Peacock, uh, if I did not ask you before I let you go, your favorite um, scene in the office that you were involved in, one that you're particularly fond of, proud of, anything on that mm-hmm. front. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to, really hard to pick. I bet um, there are so many fun ones, but I, I do. I think the the scene, one of the scenes that sticks with me a lot because it was one of the most exciting things for me to shoot uh, was when Andy arrives at Thunder Mifflin mm-hmm. for the first time, or he arrives in the Scranton branch for the first time. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like figured out that he wants to like mimic and mirror Michael Scott as a as a sort of way to get in his good graces um in that first episode where he's trying to kind of butter up michael scott i just it was my first those were my first scenes working with steve and he's just so incredible and so funny and i i just remember though that that first episode of being in scranton as like like a wow this is this is so, so cool. I'm just so excited to be here. Um, and I also, it was the first time I really understood how unfathomably funny Steve Carell is. Like, if, when you're in the same space with him, I had such a hard time keeping from breaking with him. And I, it, like, so over the years, it never got easier. And I wound up developing a trick, which somebody told me this is something that I think a lot of actors use in, when they are when they have to try not to laugh, I would rarely look Steve in the eye during a, scene, during a scene. I would usually be looking at his chin or his ear or like some, some neutral spot so that I wasn't actually feeling the just like tsunami of comedy coming at me because I would be laughing too hard. I love that. That's a great true story right there. Um, thanks for the time, Ed. Like I said, big fan. I could go on and on like this for a long time. I appreciate you uh, coming on here, right here on Peacock True I'm, Story with I, Ed and Randall. Yeah, right on. I'm really glad to be here, Rich. I, I, I would love to be back soon. Excellent. And uh, thanks for having me. Anytime, man. At Ed Helms on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks again. You go uh, forth, and I can't wait to see more of your show. Thank you for being here. Right on. You got it. That's Ed Helms, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Fist fight with Wayne Newton. Just hearing those words are just... Uh, that was amazing. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. I put my money on Wayne. Honestly, again, because that, that movie, and I'm not, you know, I guess I'm spoiling that, but screw it. It's been so long. I mean, The Hangover came out in 2009. Yeah. Last time, oh, wow. there yeah. was no Brady or Rogers in the championship weekend. Hey. That's when The Hangover hey. came out. Full circle. Um... I just remember the movie being so funny and just so raucous and so, I guess, um, draining, right? Watching them, you feel like you're going through it with them and that it's finally through it. And then to have that final scene play out on the credits (laughs) was beyond the greatest bonus you could have. Yeah. Brilliant. 
Which is why I would just always wanted to know. They, they must have shot these snaps when they were shooting these scenes, right? Not like have one extra shoot day where... They would come in and... Yeah, laugh. today's <laughs> the day where we're just going to take the stills. <laughs> they shot it in real time. That is so funny, man. All right, we'll take a break, finish up with your phone calls, and then um, there must have been some other news breaking. But not like one of the best coaches of his generation saying, I'm, I need to step away. As Sean Payton has apparently told the Saints. Back with more in a moment. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for J.D. Power 2023 award information. Visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So, uh, back here on the Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio uh, outfit, along with everything else, my friends at NetSuite want to let you know, again, that the one-of-a-kind special financing offer is still out there for you to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle because you are probably like most businesses dealing with poor visibility because you got these spreadsheets you're still relying on and outdated finance software. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system it is there to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials and inventory and HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Be part of the over 28,000 businesses that already use NetSuite. For the new year, again, NetSuite has this new financing program I've been telling you about for those ready to upgrade. At netsuite.com slash rich. Head to netsuite.com slash rich for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash rich. Well, the Saints just became the most interesting job in, uh, in professional football, don't you think? Really? You think? You got an owner that's not going anywhere. You got a fan base that's intense. You got a defense. You got playmakers. They got no quarterback. Still, that's the problem. That sounds like the, no the Broncos, too. You could say that? Uh, their ownership might change, though. Their right? ownership yeah. might change, changing, but... Yeah, for sure. You know. Well, there's one thing that um, I want to hit here before finishing up the program. Let's take this phone call um, right here uh, on the program. Um, let's go to uh, Brian in North Carolina. What's up, Brian? Hey, Rich. Good to be had again. Thanks um, for making the call. 
Yeah, dude, I, I tried to get in yesterday, but it was a little bit late. I've been slammed with work, but, uh, you know, oh, as, what's as on I your said mind? before working from home, so am I really working? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, wanted to chime in on the overtime thing. One, I wish there was a little bit of more of an outcry for this uh, overtime thing back in 28-3, uh, to 3, you know? Um, right. Point flipped, and I was like, well, that's over. <laughs> uh, so... All you got to do is it's a high-scoring game now. It's Throw it like uh, basketball overtime. You know, if you did sudden death in basketball, well, that would be absolutely No, ridiculous. I know that, but it's a different sport, right, where 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 you can play a five-minute period, you know, and, and, you know, in football you can keep playing until somebody scores. I mean, at some point that's going to happen. And the, the as you pointed out, 28-3, to three, coin flip, you know, <clears throat> I didn't hear much of a hue and cry. We were just talking about that was one of the most incredible comebacks ever in the Super Bowl, and I can't believe Tom Brady did it. And the whole thing, too, Brian, is that the other two games that could have gone in overtime, it wasn't like whoever's going to win the coin flip's going to win it. That wasn't the case at all. But this one did go to overtime, and both defenses were kind of gassed. You know? But a part of the game of football is clock management. So if you throw five minutes back on there – then you got clock management. Sorry, TJ. You know, I guess that kind of rules the Cowboys out. But oh like, boy, um, shrapnel. You know, in the Brian, corner direction. Nice work. Eight ball, Brian Ball, corner pocket, right nice there work. on the Your Rich team Eisen lost by show. thirty. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> 30. All right. Let's all end. Let's all let's go back to our corners all and send Brian back to his work. Thanks for the call. He's not working though. He just told no, us. No, he is. He said he was slammed. It's all good. Thanks for the call. Call back. <laughs> I came out of that Chiefs-Bills game counseling Bills Mafia saying, you know what, the wound is open and let's cauterize it with the red-hot heat of your quarterback's future. You got it. You got the guy. As I said, he's not just your man. He's the man. No question about it. The fact that I saw a bunch of Bills Mafia say, yes, you should do that. So many people don't give Josh Allen credit. I, I think that, that those days are over, right? I mean, he is truly one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. I know Mahomes is the one who's still playing today. I know Mahomes has got that four championship game appearances now. I get it. I get it. But Allen is incredible. He is elite a-plus football talent, and now he has got that sort of treatment that one would expect with an A-plus elite quarterback from his own coach and organization. This is what Sean McDermott said when it was brought up that Brian Dable might be going elsewhere. Certainly with the Giants hiring somebody from the Bill's front office and handing the reins to choose the next coach to him. Looks like Brian Dayball's going out the door. This is what the answer was when asked about who might be next in that position should it happen. Josh uh, and I communicate on a lot of things. Um, you know, we spoke yesterday about some of what you're discussing here, Heather, and um, he will be in the loop and he will be communicated with and uh, certainly value Josh's opinion on things, and, and it's important that he's comfortable uh, as well. So um, no no decision will be made uh, without Josh uh, being looped in. Damn straight. Oh, yeah. Who should we hire? 
We'll talk about it. We'll have some candidates, but we're checking with Josh first. You bet you are. How about that? Josh Allen like goes from honesty, he goes from kid from Wyoming who's got to go there because he doesn't get a ton of offers. He shines out there. He shows up. He shines out there. He gets drafted where he gets drafted. Even though there's thoughts, questions about accuracy, this and that and the other thing. Yeah, <laughs> and then that. boom, less than five years, he's clearly one of the best in the game, and they are checking with him after they get a new offensive coordinator who's got the job because he is now creating new coaches. Obviously, it's whoever else is there. The front office is part of it. And the coach is part of it. But Josh Allen is now creating coaches, head coaches, based on his performance. And yes, they will ask him. How many times you hear, we're going to hire, we're going to hire, and then we'll, you, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to player X, we'll talk to player. No, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. They know what they've got in Josh Allen, an elite A-plus quarterback, if not the best in the NFL. Who do you think, Josh? You're in the loop. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Well, also seeing, you know, the disgruntledness of Rodgers and Russell Wilson oh, and yeah. others. Oh, like, oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not going down that road. Mm-mm. Nope. What else do you need, Josh? Yeah. Water at room temperature or frozen? How do you like it? How do you like your M&Ms, Josh? Yep. That's it for this show. Stephen A. Smith tomorrow. This is the Rich Eisen Show.